News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Pete Callender Show here on News Talk 1110. I already said that. 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. Hour number two. Uh, I'm going to get into this uh, this culture of lawlessness, this culture of criminality. We'll get to that um, as it relates to uh, the immigration issue. Uh, first, we got Jim. He was uh, we in the last hour we were talking about uh, Carowinds and their new chaperone policy after uh, false claims of a shooting that spread throughout the park. It created a chaotic scene uh, at the uh, Scarowinds event, the Halloween. Uh, haunted house theme that they do every year and authorities said nobody was shot Saturday night, but it's the situation, uh, you know, was frightening. There were, uh, we had a caller earlier, Doug, who said there were stampedes, but, uh, he, the, police say there was a fight among minors that precipitated the rumors spreading of shots fired. And then people were blowing whistles, maybe security guards or something. And people freaked out, uh, started running towards the exits. And, uh, and so Ralph called in with an idea for a uh, chaperone-type service, uh, and I helpfully submitted a name for uh, for consideration called Slapperone's Youth Escort Services, if I do say so myself. All right, uh, Jim, welcome to the program. Thanks for hanging on. How are you? Yes, hi. Hey. Uh, I was a, I, I'm, a, I'm a retired educator. I, I went into education in the 1980s, and I saw a lot of things over the years. I came to CMS out of the college ranks as a college administrator in 1993-94, and I, I was in a good middle school in central part of the city, uh, but I started noticing kids then particularly were changing, their, their parents were starting to give them more freedom and stuff. Uh, I retired in, in uh, 2010, and I've been subbing since then because they just need subs. Yeah. And I have subbed all over the school system, actually. And there's some schools that used to be great schools that I won't even go to because they're so rough. But I saw the change gradually because it's 40 years I've been in education now in different school systems. And I think parents from all socioeconomic backgrounds not being close to their children, not even though they've been kind of they call them uh, helicopter parents and stuff. They let let them have too much say. Uh, like the one guy said, if I if I, I I even looked at my father funny, I'd you know I'd lose all kinds of privileges. <laughs> but I, I at some schools I go to now that are you know, I deal with the the best students uh, and they're not like that. But some of the students are just terrible and is. They they'll get up and walk out of class. They won't, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I I commend students who say yes or no sir and stuff like that. I've known students from foreign countries to come to the high schools. I, I only sub at one high school now, and they are just horrified by what they see by some of the other students uh, because everywhere they come from, they don't act like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know. Uh, two-parent families working and stuff, sometimes that's really hurt. Um, but uh, I'm a baby boomer, early baby boomer, so we had a saying, don't trust anybody over 30. Mm-hmm. I've gotten to my age to say, I don't trust anybody below 30. <laughs> uh, because it, they've gotten no direction. I, I don't think that the uh, the 
you know, cell phones that I'm holding right now have helped any at all. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a lot of that in 20 years. I actually listen to their conversations, and I interact with them quite a bit. And I hear them say things like, I wish I could meet a boy other than on the, on the, you know, on the Internet. Yeah. You know? and it, you know, like they'd like to be more uh, with other people. Right. Than than what you know, like like I was. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a it's an interesting um, it's an inter- interesting paradox that we humans have where um, we we need to be around the pack, right? We we are pack animals. We we like being around people, but on the other hand, uh, we like also being alone. <laughs> we don't like being around other people. It's this it's this constant tension. And uh, for extroverts, I guess it's a little bit different though, but. Um, it gets to a topic, especially with young men, that I seem to find this common theme in a lot of these different topics, which is the lack of purpose that a lot of boys and men have. There's a lack of purpose, and that is, I think, derived from um, a lack of understanding about what men's role in society is and should be. And uh, they and this goes the same for girls as well. Um, they just have different pressures, uh, you know, that that are being exerted, uh, and you know they're trying to find their way. They're they're trying to figure out, you know, what to do with their lives and what is this all about and all of that. And um, and and I I fear that we're not doing a very good job of telling kids that you your you know your life has value and you have a purpose and you can commit to that purpose and do what you need to do to to fulfill your dreams towards that end. Um, I, because I don't, if they, if they lack purpose, they lack goals, then what is this for? You know, then yeah, you're going to throw it all away because you're, you know, having a fight uh, at, at Carowinds because there's no thought paid to the ramifications, like the fear that I, I mean, and this is what other people have talked about as well, right, Jim, that you've got fear of ramifications. If I was a kid and I was acting up like that, I knew I would be getting in a lot of trouble and it would jeopardize whatever else I wanted to do. But if there's nothing else I want to do and I know I'm not going to get in trouble, what's the downside for me? Well, I see that too. I, as an assistant principal, I know I had to deal with things. And sometimes I was told by the principal, you deal with it this way. And my, I, I'm also retired military, so I, I have a different aspect on, you know, making people do what they're supposed to. And slowly over time, we've let the school be run by certain groups and certain students. And, and a lot of things uh, are let go. Mm-hmm. Just don't Things that 20, 25 years ago would have been punished for. Now it's like, and when you do that gradually over time, incrementally, you lose lose power, if you want to call it that, lose control. And this school system has definitely been that way. I've been around it long enough to see it. Yeah, uh, John Murphy, you probably remember him as superintendent. He was just before my him. time, but yes, I do remember his name, yeah. They brought him in to clean up things and make things better, but he was too tough. And so they, they decided they'd get another school system, new, new principal. Uh, I worked for Eric Smith, who mm-hmm. used to be a superintendent. I do remember. He was the first, yeah, he was the superintendent I first recall. Yeah, and I worked for him as a teacher in Florida years ago, back in the mid-80s. Uh, kids didn't act like they do now. Of course, times have changed, and I expect that. And I, I don't, I, I tell the kids, you're not the enemy. Mm-hmm. You know, I, they're not the enemy as far as I am, but some people, they have to be, 
the biggest SOB to get people to stay in line. They just don't know how to do it. Yeah, no, I hear you. I used to do, uh, you talked about the Carowinds thing. Uh, in Florida at one time, Disney World used to be, we had something called grad night. And kids came in buses from all over the country for grad night. And I used to chaperone, my wife and I actually chaperoned the seniors, their seniors, to go out there. And, you know, we were there and we had to be in certain places on, and it was all night. It started like at 9 o'clock and it ended like 6 in the morning. Mm-hmm. I don't even think they have that anymore. Yeah. Because... It's just too dangerous. It's, yeah. Yeah. I, it, I, I don't know. I left there. I left there. Uh, I guess uh, in the mid eighties. I don't know if they still do that or not. But yeah, Jim, I do appreciate. Yeah, I appreciate the call, sir. Thank you so much for making it. All right, I enjoyed it. Bye bye. All right, take care. Um, that's interesting. Oh, so there's an idea. Could you take the teachers? Maybe teachers would want to sub out, like subcontract out to Slapperone's youth escort services, and then the teachers could get the trip and then not have to actually do the work. They could just sub it out someone else um here's a tweet pete i cannot believe somebody would use a cattle prod that's ridiculous i mean a shock collar would be just much more easier that's a good point Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT. Pete Callender here, 704-570-1110 and 1-800-WBT-1110. Uh, we're talking about, uh, have been talking about for the last uh, hour and a half here, about the uh, the mayhem at Carowinds. It's Scarowinds, the, the stampedes and the fights that apparently broke out on Saturday. And now all miners have to be chaperoned. Unfortunately, a lot of the chaperones engage in behavior. I mean, what was the story the other day about the fight on a school bus where, like, the parent got on the bus and started beating on kids? Like, what? Ridiculous. Uh, hello? Is, Filet? Is that your name? Filet? Yes, uh, Flay. Flay. Flay, nice to meet you. What can I do for you? Yeah, I was just, uh, I've been listening to your program. You think that trouble they had down at Carowinds, maybe white supremacists could have been behind that making these kids do this oh that's a v- systemic racism as well that might have been yeah. it too maybe so maybe maybe carowinds has been systemically racist and this is just uh the voice of the people uh speaking out against oppression that might could be not possibly but you know i really think maybe white supremacists are behind this making yes. these kids do this it's possible. Maybe some guys in khaki pants and navy blue polo shirts with their faces or covered. Button down, button down shirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe so. It could be. Maybe the, maybe DOJ will check into this. I, <laughs> I think it's something could be. Uh, no. You know what would have made the whole situation worse, Flay, is if a bunch of parents from a school board meeting showed up. That would have been. That would have been worse. Yes. Yeah, there you go. All right. Appreciate the call, Flay. That's a va- Look, that is a valid. Uh, hypothesis. It, it is quite possible that we've just, you know, it was so obvious it plum evaded us. It was right there in front of us the whole time. This was a crime of white supremacy. They were white supremacists that were there engaging in racisty, oppressive behavior. Okay, here's the thing, too. I don't know what the what the racial makeup of the people that were involved in the fight was. And I, and I don't care. It does not matter to me. It, it doesn't. 
all I like if you engage in bad behavior, I don't care what race you are. I don't, and you're engaging in bad behavior. And if you want to show up at a theme park and you want to beat up on people or you want to pick fights with people or something, by the way, I, I like I've seen people of all races do this. I uh, little known fact about Pete. I worked for a very short, uh, short period of time as a, a doorman uh, and, uh, you know, when needed, an ad hoc bouncer at a bar. And, yes, had to get into the middle of fights. And guess what? Uh, didn't matter to me the race of the people. Mostly they were white people beating up on white people. So, by the way, most crime does occur within your own racial category. Anyway, Dave, welcome to the program. Hello, Dave. How are you? Hey, Pete having me sure um you know this stuff of care has been going on a long time so um my now 22 year old son who lives in charlotte we live in rock hill um when he was 15 went to scarewinds one night was hey dad can you pick me up i'm like sure no problem son you know show up there at 10 30 or so you know in october you know what mm-hmm. seven years ago mm-hmm. and the kids are running around Everywhere, there's fights everywhere in the parking lot. There's there's like a, a fight would break out 100 yards away, and every there would be like 500 kids running in that direction. The girls were screaming, and it was, this is seven years ago, and it was absolutely nuts. And I was like, finally, I collected my son after about an hour and a half of looking for him um, and texting with him. Yeah. And, and, and that was seven years ago. I was like, son, I will never... Your efforts, I will never take you. Now, now, Dave, is it, Dave, is it possible, is it possible that this is part of the attraction, that this is part of the whole theme, right? Because, you know, it's kind of a thing where, like, you've seen the scary movie and then they try to do a sequel. It's not as scary the second time. So then they try to go, they try to push the envelope. Maybe this is part of the, part of the pushing of the envelope. But the kids, but the kids were unsupervised back then, and they're unsupervised now, and so I don't know. Yeah, right. But I mean, really, I mean, you want to talk about get your heart racing scary? You know, man, you could get jumped and beaten to death in the parking lot. Uh, even one of the uh, security guards, I walked up to him and said, "Hey, man, is it always like this?" And he like told me to go get in my car and leave. And I was like, I was like, "Sir, you know, I, I'm middle aged and bald. You know, I'm like, I'm not one of the, I'm not the enemy here." Why? Because you're bald? Bald people commit well, violence too, Dave. Come on. I wasn't a kid running around. You know? <laughs> Obviously, I was not a kid running around. Right. In our record, so. Interesting. So the security guard told you to leave rather than answer. I was, like, I was like, here, I was just trying to be friendly. You know, anyway, he was rude and I just left. I, yeah. And I found my kid somewhere else. Anyways. Wow. We got out of there and I never, never took him back. Yeah. Or at least I never picked him up there from there. You know what I'm thinking? How about uh, how about as a solution, you start with the mirror maze. You do a mirror maze, but from the parking lot. So as soon as you pull into a parking spot, then you got to walk through a mirror maze. It would keep everybody moving very slowly, and you wouldn't know where you are and who's real and all of that. And if everybody is then kind of funneled through single lines, single file, uh, through a mirror maze, through the entire event. I'll, I'll let you, I'll let you take that up with Carolyn. Yeah. No. I'm look. Hey, I'm just I'm just spitballing here. I got a lot of ideas. All right, Dave. I appreciate the call. Thank Later. you. All right, man. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it could work. It's going to take a lot of mirrors. Don't get me wrong. It's going to take a lot of mirrors.
News Talk 1110-993 WBT. All right, so I uh, started off by talking about this uh, culture of lawlessness, this culture of criminality. It's celebrated. It's it's not just ignored. On the illegal immigration issue, that's where we were 20 years ago. It was largely ignored. And then it became unignorable to the point where I remember then-Mayor Pat McCrory gathered a whole bunch of business leaders and civic leaders and um, uh, government officials together. He created a task force on immigration because people were trying to have this debate about the impact of illegal immigration on the local economy, on the local uh, uh, jails, on the schools, on, on everything, right? What is the local impact? And until that point, nobody knew. Everybody just had their own ideas and people just, you know, they, they had their own opinions and they would assert them as true. And so he said, well, let's get everybody together and let's actually do a fact-finding mission here and, and and put some numbers down and get some actual data. And that's what he did. And it's a there are pros and cons. There are, there are pros and cons. The problem is, is the longer it has this problem has lasted, right, the the less people can ignore it. And since Joe Biden took, and then you have obviously Donald Trump running on the, the platform of building a wall and securing the border, that raises the profile of the issue even further. And then Joe Biden gets into office and proceeds to dismantle all of the stuff that Donald Trump had uh, had set up. And 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 those goals that Biden had, he is implementing, and this is the result, right? You when you send the message to other countries that you can come here, and all you need to do is say, "I don't feel safe." That they know this, they know what to say, they are coached on what to say, and they come in and they say, "I don't feel safe going back home," and whether that's true or not, well, that we'll determine that later. Will we see? The, the, it's a it's a program that there is now. You know, you've heard of catch and release. This program is now called catch and bus. So the idea is you catch them, they claim asylum, and then you bust them someplace. That's what the federal government has been doing. So by the way, blue and honors, um, spare me the accusations that Ron DeSantis kidnapped people or human trafficked people. That that did not happen. So I, I, yeah, I will get to, so I got an email today, this morning, right before the show started from, uh, troller, uh, or I'm, uh, sorry, uh, Tyler is his name, Tyler, uh, Morrison, Tyler is, uh, I haven't heard from Tyler in a while. I thought maybe he had died, but, um, but, uh, no, he, he apparently has not been trolling for a while and he usually, I think trolls the most on uh, social media. And if I remember correctly, on Twitter, and I think he's the guy that had a relationship or something. He was in like the youth group or something, maybe. With uh, anyway, uh, yeah, may, uh, yeah, I think that was him with uh, uh, Dan Bishop's kid. I, I think that's the same guy, but I don't remember. I may be wrong on that, so I apologize. And we know, see, Tyler hate listens. Tyler is a hate listener. He listens to be mad because he hates me. He hates the show. And so he listens and then he pounds on an email. Oh, I hate you. You're so wrong. You know? And so look, I don't, and I do not want to dissuade him from listening. So thank you, troll uh, Tyler for listening. Uh, appreciate that. 
You can listen on the podcast, which I know you did. Thank you very much for the podcast download number. Um, people, by the way, people who hate listen, listen longer than people who actually like the show. Do you know that? That's why a lot of hosts just try to try to agitate the haters. I do not. I, they just come to me naturally. I am the flame. They are the moths. I cannot control them. But uh, you'll recall this story broke uh, last week about the Martha's Vineyard uh, uh, migrants being sent to Martha's Vineyard, right? And Tyler wrote an email. Let me double check here just to confirm that this, in fact, came, yeah, okay, it came to this morning at 10.15, 10.15. So Tyler just got around to listening to Thursday's show when I covered this story, Thursday. Okay, so that was that was the day, that was the morning after the flight had arrived, if I recall correctly. And I was reading from the article written by a, a reporter at the Martha's Vineyards Times, remember? And going over the details that the person up in Martha's Vineyard reported out because they're on the ground. That's local, there's a local reporter, local journalist. And I read from that article. And that article stated some things that Tyler doesn't agree with, he finds objectionable. Conclusions that seemed obvious at that time, for example, when they say that the flight was, was apparently uh, uh, was apparently paid for by, here it is, Fox News is reporting that Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is taking credit for sending the migrants to the island. Okay, so that's what was, that's what was reported. So because I, because I restated that, Tyler takes issue with me for restating that. See, because to the Blue Anoners, they are now working off of, and he actually gives me a link to a story from the Texas Tribune, hardly a uh, a right-wing publication, right? The Texas Tribune that he cites, obviously this is gospel because it's you know confirming his priors. He sends this, this link to me, and that article comes after. This is like a day after when, what, we have more information. So what initially, the initial reports seemed like DeSantis had flown these people from Florida. But apparently, no, the flights originated out of Texas, which we found out afterwards when they traced back the charter flights and asked and did interviews with the people. They found out, no, they, were, they actually just went up to, um, uh, went directly to Martha's Vineyard. Ah, see, now, and so this, Tyler thinks he's totally got me because the blue and on, the blue checks, and the leftist conspiracy theorists, right, they're all, I mean, this is their next thing. This is like, they think the walls are closing in. We got DeSantis. We're going to criminally charge him with human trafficking. They, seriously, they really believe that this is the case. They have a couple different uh, uh, um, avenues of attack here. This is one of them. And you got the sheriff, a Democrat, I would point out, in Bear County. It's not Bexar County. It's Bear County, right, Texas. Um, they, and so he's like, I, I'm asking for a criminal investigation into all of this. What exactly are the are, are the accusations? What's the charge? He doesn't say. He just thinks that uh, they should investigate because that's all it takes to get the blue and honors all swirled up. That's it. Just an investigation. Okay. DeSantis has already said these were people. He was asked about this, and he said the people that were booked on the flight, they were given a brochure. I've seen the brochure, which cited rules for refugees in Massachusetts, things that they're eligible for. And so here's the second avenue that the uh, Blue Anon folks think that they've got on DeSantis, is that they're not refugees, they're asylum seekers. And they think this is 
Like, this is a super, super persuasive argument. Yeah, it's not. You know why? The 1967 protocol, through U.S. immigration law, the U.S. has legal obligations to provide protection to those who qualify as refugees. The Refugee Act established two paths to obtain refugee status, either from abroad as a resettled refugee or in the U.S. as an asylum seeker. So the Refugee Act gives you two paths to obtain what? Refugee status, and one of those paths is by seeking asylum. See, they're all about changing the meaning of words to suit whatever their particular argument is at any given time. Were they kidnapped? No, they were not kidnapped. They were not taken by force. They were they uh, they filled out a form. They signed an affidavit. They got a brochure, and they got to go for free. They got to you know Biden charges you. Biden will make you pay, as all good coyotes do. Talk 1110-993-WBT. So I guess in fairness to Troller, uh, Tyler Morrison, I should uh, I should read his email so you can hear exactly uh, his his allegations against me as I'm responding to this. And I'm going to go deeper into the, uh, uh, the 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 story of the immigration stuff on the uh, in the next hour. But um, you know, if you take the time to listen to the show and you email me uh, with you know some selectively edited pull quotes, um, then, yeah, I'll respond. I'm I'm your Huckleberry. So um, he says, your Thursday show was hilarious. And then he has a little uh, crying, laughing emoji. DeSantis lies to vulnerable uh, men, women, and children, but who cares about the dignity of human life when you're busy drinking the sweet, sweet lib tears? Okay, first off, I don't drink tears. That's gross, Okay. And I don't think I've ever used the term the drinking of the liberal tears or anything. I don't, I don't think I've ever done that because I always know that, you know, you, you know, one side loses in something, but chances are they're going to win something else. And so this is, but the, anyway, it doesn't matter. He's got a straw man to light on fire. He's trying to beat the stuffing out of this straw man. So uh, uh, let's just let him be. DeSantis, I'm not aware of uh, his lies to vulnerable men, women, and children. I'm not aware of DeSantis's lies. Now, there is a woman who apparently was the one who was trying to find the people to go to Martha's Vineyard in in Texas. She was down there, and she was trying to find people to get on the plane to bring to Martha's Vineyard. And I said from the beginning, was it a troll job that DeSantis did? I said, absolutely. Was it PR? Absolutely. But you're a sanctuary city. You should take them. You should take people, right? So it's only a photo op if you refuse to take them, if you declare, oh, my gosh, this is a humanitarian crisis, and then immediately ship them off to a naval base, right? That's the only way that you come out of this looking bad. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, So then he says, for all your talk about your pre-show prep, but you couldn't even get basic facts correct. Just a flurry of BS in the first two minutes alone. So once again, if you have a complaint about the uh, the content, first off, I would point out that uh, it was the day of, right? So all the information we got was all we had to go on. And the link that you sent me was a day afterwards, so I could not have possibly known what later came out in the reporting. Um, 
And I was also referencing the reporting done by Martha's Vineyards Times. So if you have beefs with their information, you should take it up with them. So he says, I'm, he has a, a quote from me where I say, I'm, of course, talking about the relocation of the unauthorized immigrants. And he says, they were asylees, legally permitted to remain in the U.S. So they weren't unauthorized immigrants. I've explained to you why I use the term unauthorized immigrants versus, you know, illegal aliens. So that's what I that's the group I'm talking about. And no, I don't believe that they're all asylees. You know why? Because most of them are not. Most of them are not. They're coached on what to say in order to be able to stay. That's it. This is the game. They know how to play it. They're told how to play it. The coyotes tell them how to play it. They know they know our laws better than you do, Troller uh Tyler. And then he says, "Remember the days when conservatives used to embrace folks fleeing communism?" Yeah, yeah, I still do. In fact, I spent a good bit of time yesterday talking about how, you know, want to have all these people coming to America for these reasons. Absolutely. Right. See, but Tyler wants to talk about how, oh, you're racist. You don't want these brown people because they're coming from these brown countries or something. You know, they're, they're communists down there. You know, you should accept them. I would accept them if that's why they're claiming asylum. Are they? No. They're not all. Some might. Not all. This is why a lot of their cases don't get adjudicated as actual asylum cases, right? Now, that being said, that isn't even really the debate. The debate is where to send them. Because they're coming in, they're being permitted in. That's one argument. But your beef is that they got sent to Martha's Vineyard. That's that's what the Democrats are freaking out about. And by the way, the folks inside Blue Anon, which is the, you know, Democrat left-wing uh, conspiracy circles. You know, these are the people that believe that Trump was running around stealing mailboxes and stuff ahead of the election. Like that, you know, the steel dossier, blue and honors, okay? Same same sort of uh, conspiracy theory mindset at play here. Outside of that circle and the D.C. media bubble, most Americans saw exactly what happened for what it was. And they still do. If you declare yourself to be a sanctuary city, you should be taking immigrants or asylees, whatever term you want to use, you should be taking them because you're a sanctuary city. That's how that works. Or are you saying that you were just BSing us on that? When you said, oh, we're a sanctuary city, and then you load them up and ship them off to a military base because, oh, we can't possibly handle 50 people. I actually saw a breakdown of the housing. Like the vast majority of the houses sit unoccupied for most of the year because they're just vacation rentals or second homes. There's more than enough rooms on that island. If they were really a sanctuary, you know?